All right, everybody, we have about 10 minutes here. Usually I say 10-ish, actually. But there's guns on the table between us and Ruben. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about the things that make him go boom, which is the old trigger. This, this is, my, is safety. my safety. Oh, yeah, I thought we were trying to settle something. No? Uh, no, not quite. There no. is. We do, in this case, we would each have one. Um, yep. So maybe we can do a which would you choose later. But at the moment, the topic is going to be single stage versus dual stage triggers. Or, or two stage. Two stage. Mm-hmm. I say dual stage. Why do I say dual stage? I think it could like be rocket boosters or something. I think you're, um, yeah, <laughs> single, clutch. two. two single, s- dual yeah. stage clutch. One or two. Uh, it's like going to the eye doctor. So, Ruben, talk to us about it. You know, in the context of ARs here, like we have on the table, there is uh, we got five, five, six, we got six, five, Creed, we got all that stuff six going arc. on here. Six arc, very Ooh, cool. Jeez, mm-hmm. grocery um, getter, the grocery very getter. Now, uh, why are there two different styles of trigger? And uh, you know, obviously, a lot of people are going to ask. Which one's best for which? Which situation? one's better? Yeah, just yeah. overall. Which one's just better? Yeah, that's right. Which What's one's better? better? I'd love the, the the mechanical differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how are they operating? Enlight, enlighten us. Well, you've got single stage triggers, which, uh, if we go way back, was primarily the the trigger is a single stage trigger, and when we're looking at an AR specifically, we're using it's it functions off of a different premise than a bolt gun trigger. So a bolt gun having a sear that when you press the trigger, it drops away from from the apparatus and the firing pin is allowed to go forward. So it's a very simple design. Um, the trigger uh, mechanics in a bolt gun trigger are probably just as complicated, but the end result is that when you pull the trigger or press the trigger, however you say it, on a bolt gun, it's allowing something, allowing that, that hammer or that firing pin to go forward and hit the primer. Mm-hmm. Um, in an AR, there's a lot more going on in terms of the time that it takes. They have a longer lock time, you know, three to four times longer than a bolt gun. And so when we look at AR triggers, um, just like a mil spec trigger, it's typically going to be like over five pound pull. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they don't get, have the reputation for being as good of a trigger. So we kind of go to a two stage trigger, which instead of having like a ton of creep and grit and stuff like that, a two stage trigger is going to, on purpose, it's going to have, by design, two separate, I guess you could have the same pull weight, but about halfway or three-quarters of the way through the press, there's going to be a wall where you feel, as you press the trigger, it's going to feel like it comes to a stop. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big downsides of that is just typically they're not as fast. If you're talking like a match-style, uh, precision-style two-stage trigger, there are AR triggers like, um, like an AR Gold. They kind of have more... I would say pre-travel and a really light break then as opposed to like two separate stages. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this trigger in this gun here has, it's um, a CMC two stage and it has, it's what's called a two, two. So it has a two pound pre-travel and you hit a wall and then a two pound break. So it's kind of hard to understand why, if, how could it have the same pull weight if it's, yeah, how um, is there even a wall? Well, if it, you're already pushing two pounds. Cause there's two stages, Jim. Well, okay. <laughs> so you're getting to this point where it's Get it's him. actually like pre-travel that's intentional. So we're getting to the point. The real reason is so that we can know where that trigger is at all times. So mm-hmm. we're not being surprised by the trigger press. So if you can see, this is clear. And what I'll do here is you see this pre-travel here? Yeah. Yeah. That's not like slop. That's intentional pre-travel. Right. And then... Once we hit that point right there, we've hit a wall. 
and then it'll break. But you can see on a two-stage trigger, that break is really short. Yeah. Right. So what's nice about a two-stage trigger is really that if we were, if you want to prep the trigger to have more precision or to, to get a more precise trigger press, you can actually take up that slack or that pre-travel and hit that wall, and then you have a very small amount of movement right. to break the trigger, which mm-hmm. um, sometimes it depends on the scenario, but sometimes that movement is what can cause you to press the gun left or right, you know, if you don't have the kind of an optimal placement where you're, uh, of your finger on the trigger. Um, so having that pre-travel allows you to press through the trigger a little bit while you're watching your sights and making sure the gun's not moving. You're not imparting a bias on the gun. And then when we hit that wall, we just have a very short amount of mm-hmm. travel before it'll break. If you decided, you got, let's say you got halfway through that press, you hit the wall, and you're like, nope, I don't want to take the shot. You can just do that, right? I mean, nothing yep. is set or anything, or no. nothing's changed. It's not a set trigger. Yeah. So you're not actually, like, you're, you're not doing anything that's not undoable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not full commit at that point. Yep. I've always loved, personally, a two-stage trigger. And I know we've talked about this before. I think in another podcast I mentioned, we were talking about blade triggers on bolt guns and stuff like that, and how it's not really a two-stage, but it kind of feels like one sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just having shot my old... We can't go two podcasts without mentioning no. the Ruger American. So many times, that's like a three-stage trigger to me, because there's the blade initially, and you're like, okay, I'm on the trigger. And then there's all the creep, because it's a budget gun. And you're like, there's the... <laughs> to me, second stage. And then it's like, now I know it's going to go off. And you can just, you're always aware of when it's going to go off. And then I get behind these fancy single stage triggers, which are super light, and everybody always, you know, reveres them on in precision guns. And I just can't quite ever get a sense for it. It's like, I'm pulling it. Okay, it's off. You know, like, it can be it's really off. tricky yeah. to get that. A lot of guys in the precision world are going ounces, not pounds. Yep. I'm still, uh, at the end of the day, I still shoot more ARs than I do bolt guns. And so for me, I'm looking at trigger, like trigger weights over a pound, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. like a pound and a half is really light. I'm really comfortable at like a two pound, two and a half pound trigger. Um, it's probably also what I have the most reps on. So maybe it's just kind of that, what I'm comfortable with. I was going to say like, it's ingrained into your shooting process. Like having what would maybe be like, Oh, this is a better, I'm doing air quotes again. If you're not watching on YouTube, this is a better precision trigger because it's so light. That might throw you completely off. Yeah. For me, the gun, uh, I don't have the exact knowledge of when that's gun, that gun is going off. But what you can do is you could go into a two stage trigger that has a little more pre-travel mm-hmm. so that it's not just the moment you touch that trigger. You actually have to bring it back to the wall. Uh, I'm trying to think of a car reference, but I can't Jim. So it's okay. leave Ruben, that up to you. Can, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so you'll have that pre-travel will allow you to know where in space and time your, your, your trigger is at mm-hmm. before it breaks rather than just, okay, I'm trying to find the trigger while I'm, cause you have to find the trigger too, right? You get your hand on the gun and, and, and if you, if you're finding the trigger is more that than actually takes to break the trigger, like yeah. the shot's going off when you don't want it to. So I don't know if this is at all a good analogy. It's not automotive, but with you, like I almost see the difference in my head between shooting a single stage versus a two stage trigger is it's like shooting a single stage for me is like trying to write with a pencil without having the pad of your hand mm-hmm. touching the paper. And shooting a two stage is like getting to write with your whole hand That's on the table. That's a phenomenal analogy. Because, because like if you're trying to write up here, there's not like you don't really no have feedback. You don't have the feedback. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, the pencil's on the paper, I'm writing. 
But if you have your hand down there, you're like, okay, now I can feel it out. I can get an idea. And then that's what it's like for the triggers for me. That two stage You've is just... You've got a tactile point of reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I actually shoot a lot more single stage triggers than I do two stage. The six arc over here is a two and a half pound single stage. Uh, and this six five in the middle is uh, about a two pound single stage. Yeah. I guess for me... Typically, with a single-stage trigger, you're going to get a shorter travel. I was just, okay. There's in, in, in modern AR triggers, like a, a good trigger, mm-hmm. whether it be a, a CMC or a Timney or a, a Trigger Tech, like you're, you're getting a trigger that doesn't have creep, it doesn't have any grit, and the pre-travel is very minimal, if at all. And so kind of once what you'll find with modern single-stage triggers is – when you make that commitment, you're already at the wall to start, but you make the commitment, you're not pressing through the trigger. It's the moment that you decide to press the trigger is when the gun goes off. Right. Whereas compared to like an old GI trigger, um, like a mil-spec AR trigger, you're pulling through a considerable amount of stuff. And there's actually probably, uh, it's probably safe to say that you could make the decision to reverse the, your decision to press the trigger because there is so much pre-travel. Oh, yeah. Grit. I mean, whether it be a drop-in or something like a hyperfire, um, good AR triggers aren't going to have that that pre-travel and yeah. grit. I'd What's, be curious to know. I'll just bring this up. I think early on you'd hear like, "Oh, ARs, they're not that accurate." I wonder how much of that had to do with those triggers, like those really horrible triggers that were common huh. in a lot of ARs. I wouldn't I, doubt it. I think that it's one of the easiest ways to get more potential out of your AR platform yeah. is to put a better trigger in it. I yeah. know. Uh, I don't know if it makes the gun more accurate, but I can tell you it allows you to shoot the gun more accurately. For sure. For sure. Yeah. My, my original uh, AR that I had before I sold it went on a long hiatus gym had <laughs> the trigger that Ruben's talking about right now. And it, it was actually the only modification that I made to that gun. I put a new trigger in it and it nice. actually made it quite a bit better gun. So we, um, I'm just going to demo this quick. The trigger press on this uh, Santan rifle. Uh, this is a rifle I hunt with quite a bit. Um, so it's set up with uh, an arc rail and a really uh, solid hand hand guard. But you can see how short the press is on this. Bam. And there, the trigger isn't going to move rearward at all unless it's going to break. So there's not, once that trigger moves at all, it's actually being it's assisted, like. uh, more or less assisted forward mm-hmm. uh, or rearward. But then the, the reset also on a single stage trigger is, you know, this one, I've measured this one. This is like less than an eighth of an inch, so it's very, very little. So the nice part about that is that both your pre-travel and your reset or your or your, your press and your reset are going to be the same distance on, yeah. a, on a single-stage trigger like that. It isn't, seems it the like case, that- uh, isn't it the case that now we've been talking a lot about like kind of almost like shooting, uh, I think a lot of what we talked about is shooting precisely, sort of, but ARs are used oftentimes for like, you know, speed. standing up, speed, CQB, fighting stuff. What's the what's the preferred route for when you want to be up close and fast? You know what I mean? Like, are you trying to have that just sort of like fingers on the trigger and point, boom, it breaks, it's off? Or do you want to have when you're up close and fast that that two-stage trigger where you can kind of prep it a little bit? I guess I can't. In a competition setting, I actually really prefer a single stage because the targets I'm shooting at, once I've made that decision to press the trigger, I'm trying to get back on the trigger for the next shot because we're usually going to shoot okay. a paper target twice. So not that splits are the the only thing that matters, but like I'm wasting movement when I'm using a, a two-stage trigger. Like a, 
a, a precision two-stage trigger. Now, again, like I mentioned, the AR Gold trigger, those actually have just a little bit of uh, pre-travel. That's not not even necessarily very much poundage to it. It's probably ounces. It's just a little bit of take-up. That one, yeah, um, that one almost seems kind of like a hybrid yeah. between the two. There's there's all kinds of discussions on on competitive forums. If you want to go into the weeds on that one, people saying whether it is what it is or not. This trigger, the reason why I have the the two stage trigger in this gun, which again you like might a look at it, fourteen five or something like that. Fourteen five. Uh, it's kind of it's not a it's not clone correct for the cloners, but it is definitely something that's set up more like what you would see an M four A one or something like yeah. that. But the reason why I put this trigger in, which is a 2-2, so it has a slight amount of take up and then the wall and then the brake. And what you'll see is it has, uh, it's there's a, another trigger, a Geisley, I believe it's a SSAE. Um, that trigger also has a, a little bit of take up and then a brake. And I think the, the thought process for that is that it's a short enough overall trigger press where if you want it to be fast, you can be fast. Mm-hmm. And the reset's pretty short, but there is that... You know, I guess I'm not going to speak out of my own realm, but if you're in like a duty application or, uh, you know, home defense application, you need to make that precise shot, whether it be a hostage shot or a shot at uh, on a on a high value target or something like that. You could then again, especially for shooting offhand, it's nice to have a little take up. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. one thing where I will say, going from uh, on offhand shooting, like if we're shooting a plate rack or we're shooting at uh, know your limits target or something, or for you know, a succession, a succession of targets. I actually like to have a little pre-travel because it allows me to get my trigger set. And then as soon as the sights come over the target, I can break instead of having to like ambush the trigger. Okay. Yeah. I tell you what, I still don't know what the answer is, which one's better. It's just that they both have <sighs> pros and cons. And I feel like you have to shoot one of each in order to actually even, and then of course, like you said, I mean, it's like, you can't just take a two-stage trigger and and have that be your representation for every two-stage trigger out there. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you got to just try different triggers. I used to think to myself, everybody's always talking about triggers. Who cares? Like, just learn how to shoot a gun. And then started trying different triggers and was like, oh, wait, no, these are nicer. I don't like that one. And that one's too light. That one's too heavy. My biggest thing for two-stage triggers, and I don't use a ton of two-stage triggers, but my biggest thing is just... Uh, spatial awareness of where the trigger is and when it's going to break. There is this weird thing where anytime I get on the clock, if I haven't been able to like go to a practice bay and shoot the gun in the morning, there's always this thing where my first shot, I'm always kind of like how much, you know, how much pressure is it going to take? And then once the gun starts going, you're like, okay, that's where it is. That's how much it takes. But sometimes like um, I've started a match on a stage where you start with an offhand rifle shot and, uh, doesn't always exactly the shot doesn't always go exactly where you want until you get the feel for it kind of like you said you put your pad of your hand on the on the table so you can start writing more yeah yeah more yep. smoothly yeah more stable well i don't know if we solved all. anything jim yeah we may not have but i mean that's kind of the that's kind of the thing if you listen to this thinking you get the definitive answer we've kind of proved that uh we're glad to make things muddy for you. We're always glad to make things more complicated i feel like they're like uh, like we talked about there's some general rules of thumb ish but they really do both have their yeah. advantages you know but from from a even from a precision hunting perspective i can't i think i i think i would like both kind of for different reasons like the 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 single stage is almost like most of my bolt action rifles that i've ever shot like just a little bit of travel you know that's the trigger breaks off you go but then knowing where you're at with the two yeah. stages 
nice too. Everybody has different preferences. I'm sure, like, I just, I was even hearing, as Ruben was saying, like, the things he likes, I'm like, oh yeah, I heard somebody else say kind of the opposite. But, I mean, that what you were, what you were saying in terms of just actually functionally how they work is it all holds true. You just got to try it. So, with that said, I don't know. Let us know uh, in the comments on YouTube or on Instagram. What is your preferred route? In this case, we stuck with ARs because we know it can all vary as, as we go along to different uh, types of firearms, especially if we were getting into pistols and all that stuff, oh, different actions. But let us know what you prefer and uh, and why, and then let's get a discussion going, and we'll see if, uh, I don't know, maybe you change our minds, maybe we change your minds. Yeah, let's talk about it. Get a good trigger and just shoot a lot with it. That'll, <sighs> that'll help you make up your mind. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah. yeah. Anybody can learn to shoot well with just about anything, it seems, these days. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next one, though. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.